Welcome to the Empower Women in Menopause podcast with your girl, Trudy German. I'm an online personal trainer and wellness coach for women going through perimenopause. Over here, we talk about all things perimenopausal, menopausal, and postmenopausal, and how to thrive through this transition. We speak openly and candidly about what going through this change really consists of the good, the bad, the ugly, and we also dismiss a lot of the myths or all the myths and talk about how this change affects you mentally, emotionally, physically, and professionally. So let's get into this week's episode. Good morning, gorgeous. <laughs> you know the good morning and the laugh was coming. And I am recording this in my kitchen this morning. <laughs> and I am looking at these beautiful red roses and looking outside how dark, how dark it is and how early it is on a Saturday morning. So this episode is going to drop December 31st, which is the last day of 2023. And I'm recording it a week before, really early. <laughs> it's like 5.35 a.m. on a Saturday morning. I know, I know. But I fell asleep on my couch last night and I got up really early and I was like, I'm in a good mood. I have energy. Let me be productive. <laughs> And I was like, I still have one more episode that I want to record. And I'm like, what should that episode be about for the last episode of Empowering Women Through Perimenopause podcast? And I decided I'm going to talk about me. <laughs> now, no, I'm not a narcissist, but I'm going to talk about me because I want to. I want to talk about the meaning behind this podcast and why it was important that I create this podcast, not just to help you ladies navigate this transition, but also for myself. So let me sip my coffee. Yes, I'm having coffee. I've been up really early and let's dive in. So I started this podcast in November. And the plan was simply to drop one episode a week. And then I got a download from the Holy Spirit. Okay, drop two episodes per week for the rest of the year. So that was supposed to be 16 episodes. I failed. I didn't fail. Okay, so I had to learn that <laughs> I didn't plan correctly on dropping on recording editing uploading those episodes it didn't turn out to technically two a week but but it still averaged it out so coming next year i have planned better and i'm more strategic and i'm going to be more obedient so i've been playing around with the idea of starting a podcast i kind of had a podcast during the pandemic but I really didn't feel called to it. I felt like I was doing it because I wanted my business to grow because it seemed like the in thing. And I'm also learning not because something is the in thing or not because quote unquote, everyone else is doing it. That doesn't mean you should be doing it and that it works for you. Um, growing up in Jamaica, my grandmother had this saying, puss and dog don't have the same luck. So... <laughs> Not because you see the puss doing it, the dog should not be doing it. Not because the puss have great 
um, success in doing it doesn't mean you will. And that podcast, it required so much more than I anticipated. It wasn't growing, but I also didn't give it enough chance because as I said, I wasn't fully into it. Um, over the last year, I've been really, really working on my relationship with Jesus Christ. I've seen him worked in my life. I've seen him work wonders, but to get there, you know, just as you heard everyone else say, like we had to hit rock bottom. Some things had to happen for us to lean on him more, for us to stop depending on ourselves more. And I remember when I was going through that, he kept telling me, start a podcast. And I kept kind of pushing it away because I was like, I started one and it was before and it wasn't successful. What's going to make this one successful? And it kept coming up, coming up. And I was like, okay, Holy Spirit, this keeps coming up. What do you want me to do with it? And I remember I dropped to my knees in my bedroom in my prayer area with my pen and paper. And I was like, speak to me. Whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do it. And I have this list and I'm looking at some of the things it told me to do. And the fear was like, I can't do all of that. But I kept going back and they kept coming up. And he kept telling me to do it. And I was still procrastinating on the, you know, what the podcast should be about. And I was having a conversation with a few friends and I was telling them and they're like, you know, why don't you start a podcast about it? And I'm thinking, who gonna listen? I'm like, a podcast? I don't think I'll have enough um, content to be recording so many episodes. And I'm like, what am I going to share on the podcast that my paid clients aren't getting in my group program, which of course, if you're interested in that, definitely click the link below to schedule your call. We starting the end of January and it was like, okay, so, and I kept playing around and it just came up and I kept going back to God every day with my pen and paper. And I started writing and I started writing and I found enough content for 16 episodes and I've already outlined another 16 episodes for next year. And I wanted to talk about that. So if you, you're probably listening because you probably found me on TikTok, Instagram, you're probably following me over there where I share and talk bits and pieces about perimenopause, not menopause, because we're in perimenopause. We're going through perimenopause. Remember, menopause is a moment. You don't know you're there until you actually get there. But I also realized there was so much information to share, so much information I wanted to share, and I couldn't share it in 60 seconds. I couldn't share it in 90 seconds. And even on TikTok that has like 10 minute videos, I was like, okay, but if I share this and people have this question, it's not, even if I create a playlist, are people going to actually listen for 10 minutes? Um, and you know, TikTok and Instagram are very visual platforms. I'm like, are people going to actually, <laughs> what am I going to do just sitting there talking for like 10, 15 minutes? And that's when it was like, okay, the podcasts, because you got to make sure the audio is good and you got to make sure you're giving content of what they want. And I also wanted everything in a single space where you didn't have to go through 50, 11 videos because some days I post a lot on Instagram, some days a lot on TikTok. So I didn't want that. I wanted everything to be in a single, single space. And in this episode, I'm also going to be talking about, you know, how I'm navigating menopause, how it was for me in the beginning. 
Uh, so that's more of why it's about me because I feel like I'm always giving you information to help you, help you and throw a little bit of myself in there as an example, but I kind of wanted to share my experience more. So this is going to drop December 31st. I'm recording it December 24th. So we're going to pretend like today is December 31st, the actual day it's dropping <laughs> that I'm recording it. So I am 44 now. I'm going to be 45 on January 8th. <laughs> and I say that and I laugh because every single time I have to say, not have to, every single time I get to say, write, or think about my age, it seems so surreal because yes, I still look like a baddie. I still look like a baddie. I still look like a baddie. I said it. <laughs> and um, turning 45 and I I don't know how I feel because they're like, what does 45 feel like? How am I supposed to feel at 45? How am I supposed to act at 45? I do feel completely different than when I was 20 or 25. I feel completely different than five years ago in good ways, amazing ways. And it's it seems so surreal to me because it's a beautiful thing to get older because so many people don't make it here. But at the same time, it's like, how did I get here? I was just graduating high school. I was just graduating university. I was just holding my 21-year-old nephew, <laughs> right? And it's like, how am I here already? It seems like it went by so fast, but I'm here. But I remember when I was in my 20s, like, uh, my friends' age groups go anywhere from 42 to 50. So we always talk about when we were in our 20s, how 40s seem so old and we didn't want to get there. Because the generation 20 years ago, they were not cool like us. I said it. I said it. But I also realize opportunities and lifestyle have changed, right? We've come a long way. And I remember when I was younger and my mom and her friends were in their 40s, they make it seem as if life was over. Like all you do is work and go home. You can't do anything else. You work, you take care of the family, that's it. You can't make time for you. You can't make time for anyone. No, I do not have children. And I am not, um, I'm not telling you that having a family and doing the work isn't a lot, but I also know that you also have to take care of yourself because if you don't take care of yourself, who is going to take care of those people you care so much about? And I remember turning 40. I did not look forward to turning 40. Um, birthdays, my 40th birthday, I turned my phone off and I cried because I just felt like I'm 40. I think I had these goals that society had set for me and I felt like I failed them. So I'm like, so what's the big point? What's the big deal? And I didn't really like sharing my age because I just felt like I'm such a loser at 40, right? But once again, it's all about perspective. And here I am turning 45, January 8th. And yes, my birthday is January 8th. And I'm gonna be honest, if you wanna send me a gift, please go ahead and do that. I absolutely love Amazon. You can send me an Amazon gift card to Trudy, T-R-U-D-I-E at Train with Trudy. As a matter of fact, the email is and will be in the description in the show notes. I'm unapologetic about it. And there's something that comes with being this age. You realize you made it to 40, 45 years. I may not have another 40, 45 years. So I'm going to speak my truth 
You can like it. I'm not going to be rude and I'm not going to be disrespectful, but I'm going to tell you exactly what I want, what I expect, and what I think. (laughs) How you choose to process and handle it, that is not on me. That's on you. We can talk about it, but we ain't going to talk about that part. So I want to talk more about the the perimenopausal aspect because this is a podcast about perimenopause. You're here because you're a woman currently going through perimenopause, right? You feel lost, confused, you're constantly tired, moody, anxious, and grumpy. You don't recognize yourself, but you want to feel vivacious. You want to feel energetic. You want to feel sexy and happy, right? You want to feel like yourself again. Well, if this is you and you're ready to start feeling like you again, while going through perimenopause, then I am definitely here to help you with that. Let's schedule a free consultation to s- and let's chat and see how I can help you. Just go ahead and check the description below and the link is there. And prior to four years, five years ago, I did not have the amount of knowledge or neither was I really interested in acquiring much knowledge about perimenopause. It's just like, first of all, I didn't know about perimenopause. I knew about menopause and I thought one day you just woke up and you stop your period, that is it. Similarly, I thought, I kind of thought it just kind of happened like the first time you get your period. You know at some point you're gonna get your period. You don't know when it's gonna happen, the very first one, but I remember for me, I was like 12 or 13 and I woke up and there it was. So I just kind of thought menopause was going to happen the same way. I thought menopause lasted for years. Um, You experience moodiness, hot flashes, you're moody, you're grumpy, you're cranky because that's how my mom was. That's how her friends were. That's how the clients I had at the time were. That's how my mom's friends and my friend's moms were. And it was also something that was not spoken about, right? Because those generation, no one taught them so they couldn't teach us. So I watched my mom suffer. I watched my mom experience excruciating periods. I watched my mom go through it and I couldn't do anything because I I didn't know enough. But I would always say, God, please let by the time I get there for there to be a pill or more information about it. There's much more information, but no pills, right? Because it is what it is. So when I started perimenopause, I'm turning 45 and I started at about 40, 41. So some of the symptoms that I started experiencing at the beginning was the biggest one was just feeling bloated. I did not understand what was going on at the time, but I would wake up the minute I breathe, I was bloated. I had water. I was bloated. I had coffee, anything I had water included. I was bloated. And I was like, something is going on. And I started watching what I was eating, not eating. It was just Then it went on for like three to six months and I just kind of gave up because I'm like, I can't figure this out. Bam, that was that. Next thing I started experiencing, I was constantly tired and my energy level was low and I had no energy. I would be in the gym and I would get so winded during my workout. It would be like, 
this is straight up embarrassing. I'm a personal trainer. If any of my clients sees this, they'll be like, and you're training me. It was so bad. And I was like, something is going on. And I just, I had no idea what it was. I thought it was stress because I was, I was under a lot of stress at the time, but I just didn't know what was going on. The next thing I was experiencing, my dry, itchy skin. Let me tell you something. I think this was the worst one. I love to shower. I shower two to three times a day. It got so bad. I would literally be afraid to shower because the first five to 10 minutes after my shower, my skin would itch so bad. It would itch so bad. My arms, my legs, my back, my stomach to the point where, you know, the hairbrush that we use in our hair, I had to start using that to scratch my skin the first five to 10 minutes out of the shower. And I would be scratching and I would be almost crying because my skin was so dry. It was so itchy and my ears were so itchy. I was like, what is going on? And I remember I brought it up with my doctor and he was like, you're not on medication. We don't know what this is. Um, and eventually it kind of dissipated then boom this thing called covid hit <laughs> covid 19 hit baby and we went into lockdown we all know about that i live in toronto toronto was under lockdown for about two years to be honest when other cities and other countries were open we were still under lockdown and I remember it was in the summer months and all I could do was go in the backyard. And I remember I would go in the backyard and the sun would be piercing on my skin. It was like, I'm like, why is this burning so much? Why is my skin, why can't my skin handle it? Why is my skin so sensitive to it? And it's like, someone was like, girl, we getting older. And I'm like, no, 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 don't, don't put we in this. This ain't a we thing. You getting older. And then it just kept getting worse. That, And then the tiredness hit. But this tiredness, I'm like, this tiredness is familiar. I've, I've experienced this before. Turned out, um, ran some blood work. I was, I had hyperthyroidism and overactive thyroid. Thyroid is a gland that releases um, hormone that is responsible for metabolism. When you're, when it's underactive, hypo, you gain weight. When it's overactive, like I have, you lose weight. And trust me, you don't want it because you have no energy and you just start shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. But when on medication for that, that eased it. Once I came off the medication, the other symptoms came back. Um, and I was like, okay, something's going on. And I started reading and I started, I dive deeper and I'm like, what is going on? And I started taking all these courses and I started buying more books and reading more and diving deeper and deeper. And I realized, oh crap, there's a thing called perimenopause. Oh crap, I'm there. And along this time, I was also, ex some of my clients, online clients were experiencing some of these things. And I'm like, what the heck is going on here? How comes some of my clients are experiencing similar things? Like I am, I'm like something, something's going on here. 
And that's when I started diving deeper and deeper and deeper. And once I came off the medication, once my thyroid was balanced and I came off the medication, a few other things started happening. And I'm like, something's still off. The biggest one for me was my period. My period went from a 27-day period to a 21-day. Then my period was like popping up, bam, 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 like jack in the box. It was like I could not keep track. And I'm like, something's off. And I knew, and I'm like, okay. So if my period is popping up, hormones are imbalanced. This is another sign of perimenopause. And I started taking the precautions. I started realizing I'm stressed. I'm going through perimenopause. First thing I need to do, I need to get my hormones under under underway. And I started meditating. I started walking. I started journaling. I started drinking more water because I realized I'm getting older. I need more water than I was already having. I needed to take my lifestyle down a few notches. I need to cut back on how hard, how many hours I was working. I needed to start being healthier all around, not just taking care of the body, not just having a six pack. I need to start showing, be nicer to me internally. And I just, I needed to start living. I needed to start relaxing more. And once I started doing those things, and a lot of the things I also tell you ladies to do, I noticed my period was back to 27 days. No more jack in the box, no more popping up. I noticed my stomach was going back down. I was not getting bloated unless I had certain things, certain crappy food, right? I also noticed I started feeling better. I started glowing from within. I would go out and people would just say to me, I would go to church and they're like, oh my gosh, you're glowing. I would be in the grocery store and it was like, oh my gosh, you're so pretty. You're so, you're so, um, you're just glowing. I was getting that a lot. And that was because I started slowing down, <laughs> right? And I started pouring in to me a bit more. So that was my experience. So when I tell you ladies a lot of things to do, it's because I've done them and it worked. I've recommended them to a lot of my clients and it worked when you do it, but you have to do it consistently. Now, there's some symptoms that I still have um, going through perimenopause that I am like, okay, the biggest issue that I still have is chin hair. Yes. <laughs> I have a friend. Sometimes I'm on the phone with him and he's like, what are you doing? Picking, picking your, picking your beard. I'm like, you're darn right. And I keep a tweezer in the bathroom and I got a tweezer in the car because you see that sunlight, you see that sunlight, baby. It shows all the hair better than the bathroom light. But, um, and I know why that's happening because of course, estrogen level is going down. Progesterone levels are going down. So with that testosterone, yes, us women have testosterone. Testosterone level is increasing. That's why I'm kind of getting a beard, but <laughs> I know so sexy, so sexy. But the thing was happening with my quote unquote beard or chin hair. They never grew long because I never allowed them to. Because the minute I was creaming my face, putting on makeup, doing anything with my face, the minute I feel a stubble, I would start plucking it. And then um, what started happening, the plucking, the, using the tweezers started leaving scars. And it just seemed like the more I plucked, the more they popped up. And to be honest, this has been going on for like four, three, four, five years now. And I'm just like, this is a battle I'm clearly losing. So you know what? I'm done fighting this battle. I start getting hair, laser hair removal. I 
sometimes you just got to throw in the towel. I'm tired of fighting this battle. And the scars they're leaving, I don't like them. I don't like them. So that's one thing. Um, as I mentioned, my period or periods fully under control now. I don't experience night sweat. There was a few months ago in the summer, my cortisol level was high because I was waking up at like 2, 3, 4 a.m. But I also realized that was because of my late workout. So went back to morning workout. That completely stopped. That's one. Um, thyroid is under control. I came off medication about a year ago. I still have um, my checkup. I think now like every six months, I do have one the week of my birthday. And speaking about that, something I want you ladies to also start doing, please make sure that you are getting your physical done annually. I usually do mine January for a few reasons. One, it's the top of the year. Two, it's my birth month. So it's 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 easy to remember. I found what was happening some years when I was doing them sporadically, I couldn't remember. Did I do one this year? Did I do one the next? And I think I got this idea from my league teal and I started implementing it a few years ago, where it's just do it your birth month, do it the end of the month. Just find something that's consistent for you that works. But please see the doctor. Um, I'm a black woman and most of my audience listening are black women. And we know the medical system, um, you know, they're not really, we don't really get treated fairly. Where where doctors are concerned, they dismiss us. They don't believe us a lot of times. We still got to see the doctors. It is still our health. We still got to, you still got to make sure that you're paying attention to your body. So you know the signs. So you see the subtle changes. If you don't pay attention to your body, you ain't going to see the changes. You won't know something's wrong, right? So um, I'm kind of liking menopause. For perimenopause for now, it's, it's not bothering me as much, I think, because I have enough knowledge to understand that, first of all, the more unhealthy your life, my lifestyle is, the more severe the symptoms are going to be. So healthy lifestyle is not just simply about um, working out and eating clean. It's also how you view yourself, how you see yourself, because I'm learning that how you see yourself is how others are going to see you. So if you see yourself... I am so sorry. I cannot edit that part out. <laughs> so we going to keep that in. <laughs> um, so what we have to think about that. We have to, it's healthy. It's how you're managing your stress, how you're sleeping. What's your relationship with yourself? What's your relationship with others? What's your relationship with money? How do you interact with yourself? How do you interact with people? others, you know, your social health, your mental health, your financial health, your spiritual health. I'm an introvert. So if it's up to me alone, I spend a lot of time at home as much as I may be active on social media and very social on social media, but that's, I'm home. Like I'm not an extrovert and I'm very I'm usually quiet when I'm out with people. If I don't really know you, I got to be around you and warm up to you for a while. 
So I want you to think about those things. I want you to think about what are you doing on a daily basis to pour into you? Because remember, when you feel good, you're more inclined to take care of yourself, right? Just think about when you've gone through a breakup and you feel like crap. You don't want to do anything because you feel like crap, right? So um, a few things I've learned so far, and I'm continuing to learn about perimenopause, Um. No one really prepare us for it because they themselves did not know or don't understand. And even our doctors, I am learning that there's so many doctors, so many GPs, so many specialists who are not trained on perimenopause, who simply dismisses and be like, okay, here's a pill, go on the birth control. Um, it will take care of all of those things. Or this is just how it is. You're perimenopausal. That's it. I am learning so many doctors are not trained. They just dismiss us. I'm also learning that there, none of us are in this alone. We think we're alone. And this is why I have this platform. And that's why I'm building a community where we're helping each other and where, you know, we're teaching each other and we're learning from each other because some of the symptoms I've learned about, I'm like, my mind was blown. I was like, wait, this is a perimenopausal symptom, like, um, loss of taste, loss of smell, smelling something burning when nothing is really burning, ringing ears. Like there's so many more things that so many symptoms that we aren't aware of that we aren't taught. And I'm doing my best to use my platform that God has blessed me with to share that. What I wish I knew, I wish I knew more about perimenopause about 10 years ago when I had more women clients going through it, I think having had more knowledge would have definitely helped me to help them better. But I also think there's a reason I started experiencing perimenopause at 41. I have friends who who aren't having experiencing any symptoms yet. But I think what happened is by me actually experiencing some of the things I was forced to do more research and dig deeper, which has allowed me to help more clients. And this is the reason that I specialize in helping perimenopausal women. Yes, you can go train with a 20 year old, but if she, if that 20 year old, I'm saying she, if that 20 year old has not really studied and understand this, they're not going to be able to help you. I'm not saying they can't, but I think that the fact that I am also experiencing it. It's not, I'm just going to be like, yeah, yeah, you're making things up. And because I started experiencing some of the symptoms, I was forced to learn about it. So therefore I was better equipped to, um, to assist you. And I also wish I knew a lot of these things 15 years ago when my mom was going through it, I would have tried to help. Not sure if I would, because even when she was going through it and I'm like, you need to start working out. You need to start eating cleaner. She dismissed me, but she went to the doctor. The doctor told her she did it. Cause you know, you can't be fire in your own land. The ones closest to you ain't going to listen to you first. And what I'm continuing to understand, to learn about it, we're evolving. We're not going to stay the same, right? Our body adapts to our environment. So if we have a stressful environment, 
our bodies are going to show that our symptoms are going to show that if we have, um, you know, a stress-free environment, it's going to show that. And as I say that, I think about this, I had a plant in my room and I got this plant earlier this year and it was still in the pot that I bought it. It was a small pot. And every morning I would get up, I call her Courtney and I tell Courtney, good morning. And I noticed Courtney was kind of shrinking. She looked like she was dying. And I'm like, I'm watering you. But then it hit me. She needed a bigger pot, right? So when you're in a small environment, you're going to stay small. You want to grow, you need a bigger environment. So I'm saying that is our environment. Make sure the environment you're in, the environment you're creating, the environment you've created is conducive to this change. Make sure the people you are around are open to understanding what you're going through because perimenopause does not affect us only. It affects our coworkers. It affects our husbands. It affects our coworkers. It affects everyone who has to deal with us and interact with us on a daily basis. So I feel that by me sharing the knowledge, hopefully you you play this so your spouses, your children, your coworkers, other people can listen so they can also learn <laughs> and that you are learning where you can teach them and that will help you help them. Oh, and with that in mind, I wanted to say one symptom, <laughs> one perimenopausal symptom your girl loves and is loving. And if you follow me on the gram, you know what I'm about to say, baby, the boobs, the boobs, the boobs. <laughs> I went from a size, from a A cup to a B cup. Now, that may be not much for you, but your girl have, your, your girl have a little something, something that's run it over. That is one perimenopausal symptom. I'm like, dear God, please, let's keep those. And with that in mind, <laughs> we are done. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast. I hope I'm not big on New Year's resolution. But I hope everything you hope for, everything you dream for, everything you want, it come true. And I feel it can come true, but we also have to work with it because even the Bible says it, baby, faith without works is dead. And don't forget, as I said, this is going to drop the last day of 2023. Have a safe and happy new year. See you over on the gram, TikTok, wherever. And my email address is below. If you do want to send me an Amazon gift card for my birthday, January 8th, 45, 45, 45. Have a fabulous one. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And as I've mentioned before, my goal is to empower women in menopause. And by you sharing this episode with other women, you know, like share it on your stories, then you will definitely be helping me help other women. So go ahead and share it on your stories. And please, please, when you share it, don't forget to tag me at Train With Trudy. Until the next episode, have a fabulous one.